Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, it's Seat Kulazinac. Welcome to the Arsenal Audio Program. Premier League, Sunday, 23rd of September 2018. Arsenal v Everton, kickoff, 4pm. Contents. Our editorial note. Manager. Captain. Voice of Arsenal. Player feature, Stefan Lechsteiner. The Academy. Unique achievement. On this day. 100 reasons. Tales of the century. Stat of the century. Past remastered. Quote of the century. Visitors, Everton FC. Match action, Newcastle United v Arsenal. Arsenal women. Life at the top. Match action, Arsenal v Volskla Poltava. My story. Teams. Arsenal Football Club Limited. The Gunners. Colours. Red shirts, white knickers, white stockings. Head coach. Mr. Hugh Emery. Company secretary. Mr. D. Miles. Directors. Sir Chips Cheswick, Chairman. Ken Fryer, OBE. Ivan Gazidis, CEO. Richard Carr. Lord Harris of Peckham. Stan Krunker. Josh Krunker. Follow the Arsenal. At Arsenal. Registered Office, Ivory House, 75 Drayton Park, London. Volume C, Number 4. Sunday, September the 23rd, 2018, 4pm. Price, £3.50. Our editorial note by The Ghost of Gunner's Mate. Familiar foes. It is with great warmth that we welcome our old friends from Everton Football Club this afternoon. Our cover series this season will recreate 19 iconic programmes from over the 100 years in which the Gunners have been in the top flight and we believe Everton to be the most appropriate for our oldest cover. The two clubs have shared many great encounters over many decades in the highest echelon. The Liverpudlians are one of our oldest and most respected foes. Indeed, with the Gunners sitting top of the tree in terms of top flight longevity, Everton can claim to be the next in line as they are currently in their 65th consecutive season in the top division, joining the old first division for season 1954-55. The omens look good, 
as that season we triumphed 2-0 at Highbury with goals from Doug Lishman and Don Roper on August 31, 1954. We will discount the 1-0 defeat at Goodison Park six days earlier. Toffees and Gunners Both clubs pride themselves on an immensely rich history and there are plenty of names that resonate for both down the years. Most recently, it will be a pleasure to welcome back Theo Walcott, who starred for the Gunners for 11 years, a man who can claim to have played in the very first game at Emirates Stadium, setting up a goal no less. He knows every blade of grass here and will require special attention today. Further back in the club's history, a player who graced the Emirates pitch earlier this month, despite being 52 years young. Anders Limpar created wonderful memories at Goodison and Highbury. Into the 1970s, an Arsenal paid the Toffees £220,000 for World Cup winning midfielder Alan Ball in 1971, a British transfer record. Think of a number some way north of £50 million for Bawley today. The most significant move from the North West to North London came in 1949 when a player labelled past his best by many, Joe Mercer, headed to Highbury. But what an impact the 32-year-old had on the Gunners. Find out all about it in our history section this issue. Be there. Speaking of history, there are still tickets available for our Caribou Cup fixture on Wednesday, when, after 71 years, the Gunners finally get to pit their wits against Brentford once again. Many supporters will be unaware the bees provided doughty opposition during our great days of the 1930s. Although Brentford was certainly never cowed by our star-studded status and will arrive here proudly clutching a record of five wins over Arsenal in ten games, during which time we have won just twice. Closing in on a return to the top flight, which they last inhabited in 1946-47, Dean Smith has the West Londoners playing eye-catching football and this historic match has really caught the imagination of their fans with, remarkably, over 9,000 heading our way. Unai Emery and his team will need the home end to be vibrant in response. Go to arsenal.com forward slash tickets to get yours. Premier League versus Everton. Premier League season 2018-19. Emirates. Humor, visit Rwanda. The head coach, Unai Emery. Info, born on Arabia, Spain, November the 3rd, 1971. Previous clubs as manager, Loca Deportivo, Almeria, Valencia, Spartak Moscow, Sevilla, Paris Saint-Germain. Unai was speaking to Josh James. The boss discusses victory over Vorskla's tactical systems and the pleasing progress of a number of his players. Good afternoon and welcome back to Emirates Stadium. I was happy overall on Thursday night. The first group game is always important and it's also important to get a win in front of our own fans. I think we are moving forward in our tactical approach and also one of the best things was that many players will be able to take confidence from the game on Thursday. We want to continue in a good way in that competition because it is a title that we don't have and it also gives us the possibility to reach the Champions League again next season. 
I think those are two very great reasons to fight for the Europa League. It was our fourth win in a row, but again we conceded goals on Thursday. We know we need to find the right balance. When you score four goals, it is because you are attacking a lot, but also you can give away chances to the opposition. But for the first 60 or 70 minutes on Thursday, I thought we managed to find this balance, even in our attacking moments. We were attacking well, imposing our ideas against them and winning battles on the pitch. We did not concede many chances, but really, in the last 20 minutes, we maybe lost a little bit of our concentration. We couldn't maintain our same mentality for the whole 90 minutes. That is the disappointment from the game, but overall, we managed to impress with our ideas. We are back to the Premier League today, and we know that in every match it is important for us to give our best performance, whoever we have on the pitch. We are together as a team, and with the players selected for the game, we have to adapt to the opposition when they give us difficulty. For me, these games we have in a run now are also about giving the players the confidence to play the games, to have minutes on the pitch, and to get rhythm in our play. I will continue doing the same in the next few weeks. First, we work on our own ideas and our players, and then we work on our adaptation for each game. That means we are focused now only on the next game, and the next game is today against Everton. So far we have used a few different tactical things in each match, but for me, how we are set up now is how we are strongest, with the system and the players. I think our balance now is better, with better performances now with two midfielders, and then the composition of the other players can change. But I am happy with the last matches, and with how the team is finding the balance. Lukas Torreira started on Thursday. He is progressing in the team and with our ideas. Each minute he's playing, he is doing very well. For Bent Leno, it was his first match also. We conceded two goals but they were not from mistakes by him. For him, it was important to take minutes on the pitch and to take some confidence for continuing his work, because he will be continuing to play matches in the coming weeks. I've been told Granit Xhaka is one away from his 100th game for us, and he has a very good mentality, like I want him to. He has experience, although he is young also, and will continue to improve. And of course, he also has quality, like with his left foot. He is giving us the performances to continue working, continue playing, and creating the future with him also in the team and in the first eleven. We have a good chance today against Everton to continue to show our work, our improvement and our development. We want to continue giving our attacking players good chances to score and for our players to show aggression. We want our players to show that they can arrive in the box and score against the opposition. What we want to add to this, then, is the right balance defensively to not concede so many chances. Thank you for your support. Enjoy the game today. From Emery Angle Every matchday programme we provide extra insight into the life and times of our head coach. As a player, Unai's longest stint in a club's first team came at Toledo, who he joined from Real Sociedad in 1996. He spent four seasons in the Spanish second division with El Toledo, 
playing 37 games in his first year, followed by 29, 26 and 34 games in the subsequent three. He scored two goals, both in his second campaign. Considering Unai's passion on the sidelines as a manager, it's perhaps not too surprising that he wasn't adverse to the odd booking, racking up 23 across the four seasons. A team of few stars, Unai's only teammate of great note during his spell there was Louis Garcia, then on loan from Barcelona, who went on to enjoy a long career with Atletico Madrid, Barcelona and, of course, Liverpool, playing against Arsenal a number of times and famously scoring a ghost goal against Chelsea in the Champions League semi-final. The captain, Lauren Corsilni. Info, born Toulé, France. September 10th, 1985, joined Arsenal from Lorient on July 2nd, 2010. Previous clubs, Guingamp, Tours, Lorient. Arsenal debut v Liverpool away in the league, August 15th, 2010. Drew 1-1, first Arsenal goal v Bolton Wanderers at home in the league, September 11th, 2010. 1-4-1, Arsenal Honours FA Cup winner 2014, 2015 and 2017. Community Shield winner 2014 and 2015. The skipper, on Thursday's successful start to the Europa League campaign and the threat posed by Everton today. Our Europa League campaign got underway on Thursday with a good win against Vorskla. It was a very good start for this new adventure. We had a great run in the competition last season and I really hope that this time we will make it all the way. I thought we played well for 70 minutes on Thursday. The last 20 minutes we could have just kept the ball instead of trying to score more goals. We would have probably been less exposed and we would have kept a clean sheet instead of conceding two late goals. I don't think we should focus too much on our lack of clean sheets so far though. If we win all our games until the end of the season, despite conceding a goal in each of them, I would take it. We are disappointed. And we are working on reducing the number of chances we allow the opposition. The team is still learning and I'm sure the clean sheets will come soon. I liked Alex Iwobi's performance a lot. He has huge potential and he needs to realise how good he could become. Right now he is definitely on the right path to do just that. He is working hard at training and his confidence is high since Unai Emery arrived. If you look at him, he has everything. He is strong physically, quick, good technically, and his movement is good. He needs to be more efficient and clinical, so he scores and assists more. He's very receptive and listens to advice, so I have no doubt that he will continue his progression. I can say the same about Emile Rowe Smith. I have been following him closely last season and this season, and he is one for the future for sure. Obviously, he won the World Cup with the England under-17 team last year, which was a great achievement, and he has not looked back since. I heard he was very good during pre-season, and when he has been training with us so far this season, he was rewarded by the coach for working so hard and so well with some minutes on the pitch on Thursday, and he took his chance well. 
I thought he showed no signs of pressure but a lot of desire, skills and motivation. He will learn a lot this season and will develop a lot. Thursday was also Bernd Leno's debut for us. He got a great reception from the fans, which was very nice. It was important for him to be at home at the Emirates for his first game. It is a shame he could not keep a clean sheet, but he could do nothing on the two goals he conceded. However, we saw that he was good with the ball at his feet, his distribution was good and he commanded his defence well. The game will boost his confidence. We have three very good goalkeepers in the squad, with Burns, Petra and Emmy, which is great. We will need them all at their best this season. Against Vorskler, we started an incredible series of four home games in a row in just 10 days, which I believe has never happened before in Arsenal's history. It is quite crazy to think that in such a short time, we will play all these games at Emirates. It doesn't mean that it will be easier for us to win though, because we know that when opponents come to us, they are usually more defensive than usual and make it very hard for us. But it is still a positive thing. It is over three different competitions with the Premier League, the Europa League and the League Cup, with completely varied styles of opposition as well. We need our stadium to be a fortress this season and make it really difficult for anyone to come here and get points. We face Everton today and as always against them it will be a tough game. They have a young manager in Marco Silva who wants the team to play nice attacking football which will make it an open game. They have a lot of talented players after a good recruitment in the summer. The likes of Sigurdsson, Tosin and Bernard are really talented. And we will welcome back our own Theo Walcott. Like for Jack against West Ham, it will feel really weird to see Theo in a shirt other than ours. I'm still not used to it. I love Theo. He is such a great guy. We shared so many great memories together, winning trophies and playing so many games. He always gave everything for this club. He has no secrets for us. We know him by heart and I'm sure Nacho is looking forward to facing him. I think Theo deserves a great reception from all of us on Sunday. Before and after the game, we will be friends, but not during. There will be no friendship then. We have another match to win to continue our good winning run and build even more momentum. Thanks for your support. Voice of Arsenal. Turn up. If Granit Xhaka features today, he will be making his 100th appearance for the club in all competition. The Swiss midfielder netted his 8th Gunners goal with his superb free kick last weekend, and the 6th that was scored from outside the penalty area. Since making his debut against Liverpool in August 2016, Xhaka has barely missed a game for us. He's on a run of 56 consecutive Premier League appearances, stretching back to February 2017 and was our only ever-present player in the competition last term. He will become the 218th player in Arsenal history to reach a centenary of appearances. Chasing the half-century We go into this afternoon's game with 49 different players having scored a Premier League goal for us against Everton. More players have scored for us in Premier League matches with Everton than against any other club. 
In fact, the only side to have more goal scorers against an opponent are Chelsea, with 52 against Tottenham Hotspur. Club-level redevelopment We are pleased to announce plans for the second phase of club-level redevelopment. This is a continuation of the work that was carried out this summer and demonstrates the club's ongoing commitment to offer a best-in-class matchday experience. During the summer 2019, Executive Box Level North will see the construction of a private members club called the Avenal Club, which will offer wall-to-wall, floor-to-ceiling glass with panoramic views of the pitch and high-quality food and drink options, including a chef station and a feature cocktail bar. Offering the most versatile hospitality environment in the stadium, members can tailor their experience and vary each match day. In addition, two of club level's existing venues will undergo major renovation next summer. Champions Bar will be reinvigorated and focus on what it takes to become the best of the best. The Highbury Suite will be transformed into a street market, offering a wide range of informal dining. All Platinum members will be welcome to enjoy the laid-back surroundings with no need to pre-book. We will also complete the second phase of work in building the additional row on the front of the existing club-level tier. Work took place this summer to expand the capacity from Block 56 to Block 77. The second stage will see the remaining development from Blocks 41 to 55 and 78 to 84. These additional seats will increase the stadium's capacity and ensure we can respond to the continued high demand from supporters wishing to attend matches. For more info about match day on club level, contact the premium sales team on 0345 262 001, option 2, or email clublevel at arsenal.co.uk, report it. Anti-Semitic and discriminatory chanting of all kinds is offensive to home and away supporters alike and will not be tolerated. If you witness any form of offensive chanting at the match, you can report it to a matchday steward or use our See Something Say Something service by texting FOUL to 67777 together with a description of the incident. We are proud of the diverse nature of our team, our supporters and wider community. Thank you for your support and enjoy the game. Text FOUL to 67777 On this day, 1991, Ian Wright signs for us. 1995, Dennis Bergkamp's first Arsenal goals. 2008, Jack Wilshire scores first goal in 6-0 win over Sheffield United. 2014, David Ospina's debut. Coming up, Wednesday. We host Brentford in the Carabao Cup. Saturday, Watford visit Emirates Stadium in the Premier League. Brentford tickets for a tenner. We're hosting Championship side Brentford in the Carabao Cup third round on Wednesday evening. And tickets remain on sale. Priced from £10 for adults and £5 for concessions. Head to arsenal.com to get yours. Will we see ESR against Brentford? Ref what? Jonathan Moss. This afternoon's referee is Jonathan Moss from West Yorkshire. The 47-year-old is an official who should be familiar to most of you. In fact, he took charge of our FA Cup final win over Aston Villa in 2015. Mr Moss, who was born in Sunderland, has refereed us 12 times since the beginning of the 2014-15 season. 
and here's our recent record under him. Played 12, won 8, drawn 2, lost 2, 4-23, against 13. AFC YC, 11. AFC RC, 2. 2017-18. West Ham United, 0, Arsenal, 0, Premier League. Nottingham Forest, 4, Arsenal, 2. Emirates FA Cup. Four yellow cards. 2016-17. Arsenal 2, Swansea City 2. Premier League, one red card. Arsenal 2, Burnley 1. Premier League, one red card, one yellow card. Southampton 0, Arsenal 2. Premier League, two yellow cards. 2015-16. Arsenal 2, Stoke City 0. Premier League, one yellow card. Norwich City 1, Arsenal 1, Premier League, 1 yellow card. Southampton 4, Arsenal 0, Premier League. Arsenal 2, West Bromwich Albion 0, Premier League. 2014-15. Arsenal 2, Crystal Palace 1, Premier League, 2 yellow cards. Arsenal 3, Stoke City 0, Premier League. Arsenal 4, Aston Villa 0, FA Cup Final. Premier League table. Chelsea. Played 5, won 5, drawn 0, lost 0, 4-14, against 4, goal difference 10, points 15. Liverpool. Played 5, won 5, drawn 0, lost 0, 4-11, against 2, goal difference 9, points 15. Man City. Played 5, won 4, drawn 1, lost 0, 4-14, against 3, goal difference 11, points 13. Watford, played 5, won 4, drawn 0, lost 1, 4-10, against 5, goal difference 5, points 12. Bournemouth, played 5, won 3, drawn 1, lost 1, 4-10, against 7, goal difference 3, points 10. Tottenham played 5, won 3, drawn 0, lost 1, 4, 10, against 6, goal difference 4, points 9. Arsenal played 5, won 3, drawn 0, lost 2, 4, 10, against 9, goal difference 1, points 9. Manchester United played 5, won 3, drawn 0, lost 2, 4-8, against 8, goal difference 0, points 9. Wolves, played 5, won 2, drawn 2, lost 1, 4-5, against 5, goal difference 0, points 8. Everton, played 5, won 1, drawn 3, lost 1, 4-8, against 9, goal difference minus 1, points 6. Leicester City played 5, won 2, drawn 0, lost 3, 4, 8, against 9, goal difference minus 1, points 6. Crystal Palace played 5, won 2, drawn 0, lost 3, 4, 4, against 6, goal difference minus 2, points 6. Southampton played 5, won 1, drawn 2, lost 2, 4, 6, against 6, goal difference 0, points 5. Brighton and Hove Albion played 5, 
one one drawn two lost two four seven against nine goal difference minus two points five Fulham played five one one drawn one lost three four seven against twelve goal difference minus five points four West Ham played five one one drawn zero lost four four five against eleven goal difference minus six points three Cardiff City played five one zero drawn two lost three four three against nine goal difference minus six points two Huddersfield played five one zero drawn two lost three four two against eleven goal difference minus nine points two Newcastle United played five one zero drawn one lost four 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 against eight goal difference minus four points one Burnley played five one zero drawn one lost four four three against ten goal difference minus seven points one as at September nineteenth league champions nineteen thirty thirty one nineteen thirty two thirty three nineteen thirty three thirty four nineteen thirty four thirty five nineteen thirty seven thirty eight nineteen forty seven forty eight nineteen fifty two fifty three nineteen seventy seventy one nineteen eighty eight eighty nine nineteen ninety ninety one nineteen ninety seven ninety eight two thousand and one two two thousand and three four FA Cup winners nineteen thirty nineteen thirty six nineteen fifty nineteen seventy one nineteen seventy nine nineteen ninety three nineteen ninety eight two thousand and two two thousand and three two thousand and five two thousand and fourteen two thousand and fifteen two thousand and seventeen league cup winners nineteen eighty six eighty seven nineteen ninety two ninety three charity stroke community shield winners nineteen thirty nineteen thirty one nineteen thirty three nineteen thirty four nineteen thirty eight nineteen forty eight nineteen fifty three nineteen ninety one shared nineteen ninety eight nineteen ninety nine two thousand and two two thousand and four two thousand and fourteen two thousand and fifteen two thousand and seventeen fairs cup winners nineteen ninety six seventy european cup winners cup winners nineteen ninety three ninety four f a youth cup winners nineteen ninety six nineteen seventy one nineteen eighty eight nineteen forty four two thousand two thousand and one two thousand and nine arsenal football club seventy five drayton park london n five one b u telephone number o two o seven six one nine five thousand website www dot arsenal dot com email program at arsenal dot co dot uk directors sir chips cheswick chairman ken fryer o b e ivan gazidis c e o richard carr lord harris of peckham stan crunker josh crunker head of football 
Raul Sanlei, Managing Director, Vinay Venkatesham, Secretary, David Miles, Head Coach, Unai Emery, Bradley Lowry Foundation, Supporting Fundraising Campaigns, Registered Charity Number 11743333, Childhood Cancer Awareness Month, Premier League and EFL clubs have united this September for Childhood Cancer Awareness Month, supporting the Bradley Lowry Foundation as they fundraise to aid further research into childhood cancer. Six-year-old Sunderland supporter Bradley Lowry lost his battle to high-risk neuroblastoma in July 2017. The foundation was set up in his memory to help children and their families who have been affected by cancer or other childhood illnesses. During September, the Bradley Lowry Foundation, with support from the football community, aims to raise awareness and money to fund further research, treatment and equipment for those with childhood cancer. Every penny raised will make a difference to young people and their families impacted by the illness, with the Bradley Lowry Foundation matching funds up to £50,000. To support the BLF This Childhood Cancer Awareness Month, go to http colon forward slash forward slash bit dot ly forward slash blf go gold and donate just one pound or text ccam nine six one pound to seven zero zero seven zero congrats alan we'd like to congratulate arsenal fan alan levy who is attending his 1,000th Gunners match today. Alan, who sits in the North Bank, has been a season ticket holder for 40 years. Well done, Alan, and thanks for your devotion to the Gunners. We really appreciate it. Here's to the next 1,000. Stats. Chances created. Aaron Ramsey, 9. Alexandre Lacazette, 8. Enrique Mkhitaryan, 7. Mesut Ozil, Granite Zaka, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, 6. Alex Iwobi, Hector Bellerin, 3. Passes, Granit Xhaka, 362. Shokran Mustafi, 284. Socrates, 266. Matteo Guendouzi, 242. Hector Bellerin, 213. Crosses, Granit Xhaka, Enrique Mkhitaryan, 13. Hector Bellerin, 12. Nacho Monreal, 8. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, 7. Mesut Ozil, Aaron Ramsey, 5. Clearances, Shokran Mustafi, 3. Socrates, 25. Hector Bellerin, 16. Nacho Monreal, 15. Granit Xhaka, 6. Shots, Alexandre Lacazette, 10. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, 9. Aaron Ramsey, Chokran Mustafi, 6. Danny Welbeck, Nacho Monreal, Granit Xhaka, Enrique Mkhitaryan, 3. Alex Iwobi, Mesut Ozil, 2. Interview Stefan Lichsteiner Stefan Stack, born Adigenswil, Switzerland, January the sixteenth, nineteen eighty four.
joined Arsenal from Juventus on June the 5th, 2018. Previous clubs, Grasshoppers, Lille, Lazio, Juventus. Arsenal debut versus Manchester City, August the 12th, 2018, lost 2-0. International experience, 104 caps, 8 goals, Switzerland captain. This article is by Max Jones. As footballing CVs go, you would be hard-pressed to find one more impressive than Stefan Lichtsteiner's. During his seven seasons in Turin, the defender won seven Serie A titles and helped Juventus re-establish themselves as a major force in European football, reaching two Champions League finals in the process. So when the 34-year-old announced he would be leaving the Italian giants for a new challenge four months ago, not many expected him to test himself against the ever-increasing physical demands of the Premier League. But then again, not many of those people would have experienced the Switzerland captain's professionalism and desire to improve up close. Famed for his lung-busting runs and no-nonsense approach, Stefan showed no signs of slowing down on his debut against Manchester City, while his hard work and leadership behind the scenes have also caught his new teammates' attention. Tonight's game offers our first summer recruit the chance to build on his positive start and, ahead of kick-off, we sat down with him to discuss his journey so far, competing with Hector Bellerin and why he has always loved working with Granite Shaka. First question. Stefan, you've been here for a few months now. What are your impressions of the club? Stefan said, I have a very good impression of it. I think all the team is ready to come back to the highest level. We've worked very well until now, and we've come back well after playing two difficult first games. We were close to getting points in those ones, but we've since started to win, like at West Ham, Cardiff, and most recently, Newcastle. This is a very important month for us to get back to winning in the Premier League, to start the Europa League and League Cup too. Question we really had to dig in deep against Cardiff and Newcastle. Do you sense that we are rediscovering that winning mentality? He said, in football, it's never easy to win, so that mentality is one of the most important things. At Arsenal, we have a team with a lot of quality, but if we're not in the right frame of mind on the pitch, it will be difficult to get the results. Each day, we have the right mentality and we are working well. Maybe sometimes we still needed to do more to just think about winning rather than scoring or making an assist. We need to be stronger in defence and that's the point that we need to work on because we concede too many goals. The team has quality, big quality. It's just about getting that mentality right. In the last games though, we've gone about it in the right way. Question. Your journey has taken you from Switzerland and France to Italy and England. How much do you enjoy adapting to new countries and cultures? He answered, That's what I was looking for. Everybody says, Oh, he's 34 years old. It won't be easy to go to the Premier League. But for me, the easiest decision would have been to stay with Juventus. We had the team to win titles for the next few seasons, and maybe even the Champions League. But I wanted to do something new, something that maybe looks impossible. It's the challenge I wanted to have, to come to this country and work with a new coach, new teammates. It's a nice project for me personally and for Arsenal as well. Question. 
What's Unai Emery been like to work with so far? Staffan replied, He's a very good coach, and he asks a lot of us. We still have a long way to go, but we're working very well. Tactically, we've started to get better and better, because we are working with him every day. I like him, and the training sessions are very good. It's perfect. Question. You've got a young family here, too. How are they adapting to life in North London? He said, They're all enjoying it. The kids are already at school without any problems. They get home from school and they speak three languages. At the beginning it's never easy because they had friends in Italy, and now they're at a school where they didn't know anybody to begin with, but I'm lucky to have them because they're doing really well. Question. Away from football, what do you do in your free time? Stefan said. I like to be with my family. We go to the park, and last time the kids were climbing trees. We like to go into the centre of the city, too, because London is a really amazing city with amazing people who are very friendly. I'm here to win things with Arsenal, though. This is my first objective, and then, of course, if there are one or two days off in the process, then I'm going to try to enjoy life in London. I'm focused on working hard with Arsenal, and helping this amazing club get back to the highest level. Question. You've said that you feel like you have the body of a 28-year-old. Do you still feel like you're at your physical peak? He said, yeah, I feel really, really good. I feel my body's younger than 34. Maybe I've lost a little bit of my pace, but with my experience I can make up for that. I'm also working on how to make up for that with my jumping, with my power, everything like that. I'm always looking at ways to get even better, even at 34 years old. With these amazing coaches and strength and conditioning coaches who can help you, I'm still very fit, and I hope I have many more years to play at a high level. Question. A lot has been written about Hector Bellerin learning from you, but will you be able to learn from him too? He answered, This is the benefit of us working together every day, that we can help each other. We can teach each other and we have to do that so that we can get this club back to where it belongs. It's just nice to have colleagues like Hector. Learning from each other is the best way to get back to a high level. Question. You played for Switzerland at Leicester during the recent international break. What did you make of England? He said, England is a very good team. I like them, and I also like their coach too. From Switzerland's perspective, though, I was so proud of our team because we played in a new system and played really well in the first half. We had about 65% possession and many chances to score. But as usual with our team, in some big games we don't score from the chances that we have. Then we lost 1-0, but we should have won the game. I was proud of how well we played in a 3-5-2, so I was just happy to see our team get better and better. Speaking of games against England, a 2-2 draw in 2011 featured you and an 18-year-old Granite Xhaka making his debut. What can you tell us about how Granite's game has evolved since then? He said, from the first day I met Granny's, I've loved him. He has a big personality. When he first started training with the national team, it was like he had been with us for ten years. 
you just knew he was going to be a very good player. At the beginning, he played at number 10 under Otmar Hitzfeld, and it was difficult for him. He played as well as he could every time, but it just wasn't his preferred position. In the last four or five years under Vladimir Petkovic, he's played a bit deeper in his preferred position, and he's been amazing. He's our second captain, and when I'm not there anymore, he'd probably be captain. It's just a great thing for him and Switzerland as well, because he's an amazing player with a brilliant personality. I've loved him for a long time, and I hope he will keep getting better and better. Arsenal Academy Stars of the Future Young Gun Sam Greenwood Match Reports Winning start in the Checker Trade Trophy. Flying start, Reese Nelson in Germany. New deals, Oconquo and Saka sign pro. In every programme this season, we take an in-depth look at the Arsenal youth teams, profiling our young guns and bringing you all of the latest news and match reports. Young Gun, Sam Greenwood. Born Sunderland, January 26, 2002. Height and weight, 5 feet 11 inches, 70 kilograms. Joined 2018. Position, forward. School, Monk, Wearmouth. Boots, Nike, Superfly. I was both excited and apprehensive about coming down from Sunderland to join Arsenal. Leaving my town, friends and family was quite daunting. It felt like a big task, but I was keen to push myself. Now that I'm here, I feel fully settled. Even where I live, in Diggs in St Albans, it feels busier than back home. I live in the home of our landlady, Rachel, with Alfie Matthews, who is also a scholar. That's been a big help because we talk about all things football and support each other. I'm very much enjoying being at a club like Arsenal. It's a big challenge for me and I'm relishing it. I'm at a club where I feel I can take myself to a new level. The first thing that struck me was that the club deals with every aspect. It's not just the coaches and training that are a cut above, but the attention to details such as diet, gym programs, conditioning, etc. The players in the under-18 squad are also at a higher standard and we play in a way that I like, fast passing football, where we like to control possession. I feel that as a group, we are getting better and better. I scored my first goal for Arsenal last weekend against Southampton, which has given me a massive boost. It was a well-worked goal. I was on the edge of the box. The corner was floated to me. I took a touch and then shot into the bottom left corner. I'm feeling very confident at the moment and scoring my first goal for the club was a real thrill. It was in front of my dad too. He comes to watch every game, so he was really pleased. The highlight of my career so far has been playing for England and I've just got back from a tournament with England under-17s, which we won. It was in Poland and we beat Norway 5-0 and I scored one goal. I got an assist when we beat Portugal. We then met Belgium in the final and beat them 6-2. I was happy that I scored one and made an assist too to help us lift the trophy. 
The standard of our national teams is rising all the time. I came back to Arsenal with a spring in my step and I retained that positivity for the last game. I'm a striker and can play on my own in attack or slightly behind. I've got decent pace and I like to come in and drive towards goal from the wings. I'm working on improving every aspect of my game, including shooting, heading, passing, but I'm concentrating most on my positioning and movement. When we play a three-man attack at Arsenal, how we all interact and move on the pitch is vital. Positioning and movement as a three is something we work on to make it smooth and natural, making sure we don't all take the same line. I've set myself a target of doing well in the under-18s to help the team perform well and win trophies, but I also want to feature in the under-23s if possible. I always feel I'm better when I push myself and see targets. In the under-23s, you play with and against older, experienced players, and I see that both as a challenge, but also a big learning opportunity. Q&A What's your first memory of football? Playing at the park with my dad. Who got you into playing football? My dad. Who was your childhood hero? Ronaldo. Who is your best friend in football? Barley Mumba and Alfie Matthews. Which team did you support as a child? Sunderland. What's the best goal of all time? Messi against Atletico Madrid. The best moment of your career so far? Signing for Arsenal and playing for England. Another sport I'm good at is table tennis. What's your favourite? Training drill. Shooting. Under 18 coach Kwame Ampadu on Sam. Sam joined us from Sunderland in July 2018, where he had been playing for their under 18s since he was just 15 years old. He is a technically gifted forward with an eye for goal and capable of maintaining possession and combining well with on-rushing wingers and midfielders. Sam is a welcome addition to the Arsenal youth team this term. Info. Phone. iPhone X. Favourite footballer, Cristiano Ronaldo. The best trophy to win in football is World Cup. Favourite console, PS4. The best social media platform is Snapchat. Favourite musician, Drake. My ideal holiday destination is Bora Bora. Most talked person to on WhatsApp, my dad. The best thing about being at Arsenal is it's like a family. The player I look up to most is Aaron Ramsey. My ideal cheat meal is pizza. Something people don't know about me, what my strongest foot is. Checker Trade Trophy. Wednesday, September 12th, Rico Arena, Coventry City, nil, Arsenal under-21s, 3. Arsenal, Iliev, Bola, Medley, Plegwazelo, substitute 88th minute, Alowu, Willock, Gilmore, Olayinka, Burton, substituted 72nd minute, Smith Rowe, John Jules. Substitutes Okonkwo, Thompson, Amole, Zalalem, Saka brought on 88th minute, Coyle and Katia brought on 72nd minute. Arsenal scorers Smith Rowe, 4th minute, and Katia, 77th minute, 
Willock in the 90th minute. Under-21s make first ever appearance in Jacketray Trophy. Smith Rowe nets third goal of the season and Katia scores from the bench. Emile Smith Rowe, Eddie Nkatia and Joe Willock all found the net as Freddie Jungberg, 20 years to the day since he signed for the club himself, presided over an impressive 3-0 victory at the Rico Arena. It would take us just four minutes to break the deadlock in our first ever Checker Trade Trophy clash, thanks to a fine finish from Smith Rowe inside the box. Our playmaker stifled Coventry's build-up play and won the ball high up the pitch before combining well with Tyrese John-Jules and finding the back of the net with a low right-footed strike. Shortly after, Zeke Medley kick-started a flowing attacking move that involved eight individual players, before John-Jules could pull the trigger he was denied by a last titch tackle inside the box. Thankfully, however, the referee blew his whistle for a late foul on Willock in the build-up and our young midfielder stepped up to take the free kick from 20 yards. His curling effort managed to find its way past the Coventry wall, but Liam O'Brien produced a stunning diving save to keep out the goal-bound effort. The hosts then went on to enjoy a spell of possession, carving open a number of half-chances. Amado Bakayoko failed to hit the target with a powerful header from six yards out, before forcing Dejan Ilyev into a difficult save from the edge of the box. Smith Rowe then came close to a brace on the stroke of half-time, but once again, O'Brien was quick to react and parried the ball to safety. Almost every attacking move flowed through our young midfielder in the first half as he continually found space between the lines and combined well with his teammates, encouraging signs following an impressive pre-season with the first team. After the break, Robbie Burton tried his luck with a half-volley that was turned behind for a corner, before Medley fired his first-time effort wide from inside the box. Charlie Gilmore delivered a faultless performance in the middle of the park, and he almost created our second goal of the afternoon. The tenacious midfielder received the ball deep in his own half and fizzed a 60-yard pass over the Coventry defence and into the path of substitute Enkatia. Our young forward then beat his marker, and teed up John Jules inside the box, who narrowly fired his first-time effort over the crossbar. We continued to apply pressure on the host, and with 13 minutes remaining, Nkatia doubled our advantage. Former gunner Abu Ogogo undercooked a back pass, which set substitute Nkatia through on goal. And he made no mistake in finding the bottom right corner for his third goal of the season in all competitions. Coventry's defence could no longer handle our pace in the final third, and in the 90th minute, we grabbed our third and final goal of the evening. Smith Rowe's dangerous corner delivery picked out Ankatia on the right wing, who twisted and turned before picking out John Jules inside the box. The 17-year-old forward then played a first-time pass into the path of Willock, who outmuscled his marker and found the top left corner with a composed, dinked finish. That's the best full game I've seen them play, Jungberg told Arsenal player after the final whistle. This is men's football, and they need to understand that sometimes you get under pressure and it's a different kind of football. Coventry crossed the ball a lot in the later stages of the first half, and we dealt with it well, and that's part of the football. This is why I wanted to play in this tournament. 
At half time, I told them that Coventry will get tired, there will be spaces, and you have to be brave and play out of the back to get space. So they did everything I asked of them, and I'm really proud. The League One outfit fielded a number of senior players, and our final goal scorer, Willock, believes that such an experience will be crucial to his development at the club. Games like these prepare us for the big bad world out there, Willock told Arsenal player. If we want to go out on loan to League One now, we already know what they're like because we've played against them in this cup. We're young, so there's going to be mistakes and there's going to be things that we need to improve on. But I feel like under Freddie we're maturing so much and we're showing greater game management in every training session and every game. Now, I need to continue playing well, continue scoring goals and carry on working hard. I'm obviously trying to get into Unai's side and get into the first team and break in because last season I played a few games and I need to try and make my mark. If that doesn't happen then maybe I'll go on loan but I'm not sure and I'll see whatever football brings me. Reese off and running. It didn't take Reese Nelson long to make an impact at Bundesliga side Hoffenheim. Just 14 minutes in fact. Having been brought on, with his sides trailing at Fortuna Dusseldorf, the teenager equalised four minutes before full time, receiving the ball inside the box and beating his marker with a delicate first touch, before finding the bottom corner with a cooled finish from a tight angle. It looked as though Nelson had salvaged a point for Julian Nagelschmann's side, but Fortuna went on to secure all three points through Dodi Lukabakio, who converted from the spot in the 88th minute. He could play four different positions, the 10, the 8 and both outside striker positions and he has incredible speed to get behind the line, said Nagelsmann when asked about Nelson. Nelson can do everything on the ball. He has not had the experience. But I love to develop players, even a player from another club. State of play in the Checker Trade. We kicked off our Checker Trade trophy campaign with a convincing 3-0 victory at Coventry City last week, but we'll have to wait until October 30th for our next match. We'll travel to League 2 side Cheltenham Town, who were beaten 4-0 by Forest Green Rovers in their first game. The trip to Wadden Road is followed a week later by another away match, this time at Forest Green. The four teams in Group E will play each other once during the group stage with the top two progressing to the next round of the competition. Should fixtures finish level after 90 minutes, both teams will be awarded one point. A penalty shootout will then be held, with the winner of it receiving an additional point. Group winners are seeded for the first knockout phase and the first two knockout rounds are regionalised. Okonkwo and Saga go pro. Congratulations! to Bukayu Saka and Arthur Okonkwo, who have signed the first professional contracts with us. Bukayu played a key part in our under-18s side last season, made four appearances for our under-23 side. The 17-year-old winger is also an England under-18 international. Arthur also featured prominently for our under-18 side last season. The 6-foot, 5-inch goalkeeper trained with the Arsenal first team last season ahead of a Carabao Cup fixture and has since featured in a number of our under-21s and under-23 games. Arthur is also an England under-17 international. Our academy manager, 
Per Mertesacker, said, Bakayu and Arthur are talented players, who have both excelled through our Hale End Academy. We are delighted that they have signed their first professional contracts with us, and we look forward to supporting them further through their development. Well done again to both. We look forward to watching your continued development. The Academy Alumni Abu Agogo Tracking down a former Academy player is to make their mark elsewhere in professional football. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. There was a familiar face on the home team sheet when we travelled to Coventry City in the Checker Trade Trophy recently. Abu Agogo joined us as a 14-year-old back in 2004 swapping southwest London for North London along with Kieran Gibbs and James Dunn after the trio's former club Wimbledon saw its youth team disbanded following the founding of MK Dons. Able to play in midfield and at right back, Abu became a regular in our youth sides before stepping up to the reserves. He signed his first professional deal in the autumn of 2007 and was also named on the bench for two League Cup games though he never made a first-team appearance for us. After a loan spell at Barnet, Abu joined Dagenham and Redbridge in the summer of 2009, making more than 250 first-team appearances over six years. In 2015, Abu joined League One side Shrewsbury Town and featured 124 times before moving to newly promoted Coventry City this summer. Unique achievement. Throughout season 2018-2019, the matchday programme is celebrating Arsenal's 100 consecutive years in the top flight of English football. This issue, we salute our unique achievement with a 1922-23 cover design and analysis of that season's edition.
remembering September the 23rd in 1995. 100 Reasons to Love Arsenal The story behind the stat 6.2 A classic quote from an Arsenal and Everton great. Tales of the Century How an unlikely duo dragged the Gunners back to the summit of the game. One hundred consecutive years in the top flight. On this day, Arsenal 4, Southampton 2. Saturday, September the 23rd, 1995. The pressure was mounting when Dennis Bergkamp took to the Highbury pitch on this day 23 years ago. As hard as it is to imagine now, people were questioning the Dutch playmaker and not just for his suitability to the Premier League, but for his ability. Seven games into his Arsenal career, the club's record signing, the man who was supposed to do for the Gunners what Eric Cantona had done for Manchester United, had yet to find the net. It didn't help that the 26-year-old had arrived at Arsenal on the back of a disappointing two years at Inter Milan, having played in varying roles under three different managers as the Italian giants lurched from crisis to crisis. Was he finished? Had we already seen the best of Dennis Bergkamp? The Arsenal fans weren't sure. The Arsenal fans weren't sure. There were touches of class and he had been unlucky not to find the net. But some of the faithful were starting to turn against him. Players and pundits already had. Stuart Pearce said, I wouldn't have taken Stan Collymore ahead of Bergkamp, while Mark Lawrenson, writing in the Daily Mirror, said, Dennis Bergkamp is a £7.5 million striker playing like someone who costs 75 pence. The Dutchman responded on the pitch against Southampton in the best possible way. With 17 minutes on the clock, Glenn Helder crossed from the left and Bergkamp was on hand to crash a volley past Dave Besant. It was to get even better in the second half when, with the scores level at 2-2, the Dutchman picked the ball up just inside his own half, glided towards the edge of the Southampton box and smashed the ball into the top left-hand corner of Besant's goal eliciting the words, This is a truly special talent from commentator Peter Drury. In his autobiography, Stillness and Speed, Dennis recalled, The way the crowd reacted was more than I could have imagined. I wouldn't say it was typically English, but the way they celebrated, all jumping up and hands in the air together. It's not explosive like that anywhere else. That moment was the start of the relationship with the Arsenal crowd. One hundred consecutive years in the top flight. One hundred reasons to love Arsenal. We know there are far more reasons than that, and every supporter will have their own favourite, distinctive aspects of the club that makes them feel especially proud to be a gunner. But to mark our 100 years of top-flight football, we've picked out a century of such reasons. We'd love to hear your own, though. Tell us via Twitter using hashtag reasons to love Arsenal. 9. Arsenal Women FC Quite simply, the most successful women's team in the history of the game in this country. Founded 31 years ago by Honorary President Vic Akers, they have won 44 major honours since then, including a record 14 league titles. The crowning glory came in 2007. 
Arsenal won all 22 league fixtures that season, scoring 119 goals, then completed the quadruple as the first British side to become champions of Europe. The current side is also living up to their own high standards and began the new WSL season with a thumping 5-0 win over Liverpool, followed by a 9-0 Continental Cup win over Lewis last weekend. 10. The Gold Invincibles Trophy When we completed an unbeaten season in 2003-04, the Premier League decided to mark the achievement with a specially commissioned one-off gold version of the trophy. It was presented to Captain Patrick Vieira the following season and is now on display in the director's box at Emirates Stadium. The manager of that team, Arsene Wenger, was given a replica of the trophy after his final home game in charge of the club last season. 11. North Bank Mural At the end of the 1991-92 season, the famous old North Bank Terrace was knocked down to make way for a state-of-the-art all-seater stand. To hide the construction work, the club erected a 71-metre mural depicting Arsenal fans sitting in the new stand. The mural cost £100,000 and was up for the whole season, although the mural end didn't prove to be a lucky addition to Highbury. The Gunners lost the first game in front of it, 4-2, and it was six home games into the season until an Arsenal player had even scored at that end. The club found there wasn't a market for a used mural at the end of the season, so it was sold to a farmer at a knockdown price, and he used it to wrap his hay. 12. Liam Brady, one of the greatest, most skilful players to ever represent the club, the Gunners' youth product lit up the pitch during his seven seasons at Highbury, sometimes single-handedly guiding an underperforming team to victory. Fans were heartbroken when he left for Juventus in 1980 after 59 goals from 307 Arsenal appearances. So, the first 12 reasons were 1. Alex Morgan 2. Arsenal Tube Station 3. The Clock End 4. The Sheffield United Restaged Game 5. The Arsenal 6. Highbury's Dugout 7. Camfryer OBE 8. Scoring in 55 consecutive matches, 9. Arsenal Women FC, 10. The Gold Invisibles Trophy, 11. North Bank Mural, 12. Liam Brady. Tales of the Century 100 consecutive years in the top flight. Defining Seasons 1925-26 Veterans Joe Mercer and Ronnie Rook arrive at Highbury to inspire an unlikely title triumph. As Division 1 football resumed after the end of World War II, George Allison quickly realised that he needed to rebuild his team. When the 1946-47 season began, the Gullers triumphed in just four of their opening 18 games. Allison, ably assisted by his right-hand man, Tom Whittaker, pulled a masterstroke, signing a 32-year-old Everton centre-half whose career appeared to be over, and an injury-prone 35-year-old striker from 2nd Division Fulham. Joe Mercer's creaking knees and Ronnie Rook's hulking frame would save Arsenal from relegation in 1946-47, 
and a whole lot more besides. Mercer arrived in late November, a title winner with Everton in the final season before the war. He'd served as a sergeant major in the army before damaging his cartilage when resuming playing. Whitaker convinced Allison that Mercer, his love for the game undiminished, could bring stability and organisation to Arsenal's frequently shambolic back line. Former RAF physical trainer Rook lumbered into town a fortnight later. On his debut, Rook stopped Arsenal's rot, plundering the winner against Charlton to give his new side a 1-0 victory. The tide and the mood of the club had changed and Arsenal finally finished in 13th place. Mercer became one of the game's first commuter footballers. George Allison allowed him to keep a hand in on his Merseyside-based business, aware that without such an agreement, Mercer wouldn't have ventured south. The manager also agreed that Mercer could remain in the northwest during the week and train with Liverpool, joining his new colleagues for weekend matches and midweek clashes as required. Tom Whitaker took over the reins from Allison in June 1947, and Arsenal began the 1947-48 season in fine style, winning all their games in August, the highlight being an excellent 4-2 victory at the Valley against Charlton, with 60,000 looking on. Unbeaten in September, Arsenal conceded just one goal, with skipper Leslie Compton absent due to cricket commitments, Mercer took charge at half-time against Bolton in September. Without the injured Reg Lewis and Alf Fields, Mercer moved himself to centre-half and inside forward Jimmy Logie was shifted to left-half. Arsenal were undefeated in their first 17 games of the season. Mercer was soon installed as skipper. It happened before a match at Deepdale against Preston. Lewis recalled, Les Compton tossed the ball to Joe and told him that because he'd done such a sterling job in his absence, he deserved it. Les wasn't being flippant or sour or anything, he just knew that Joe was the right man for the job. In the race for the championship, Burnley and Preston were right on Arsenal's coattails. So were Matt Busby's resurgent Manchester United in January, who'd been runners-up during the previous season. Arsenal faced Busby's team at Main Road, which had been their temporary home since Old Trafford had been badly damaged in the war. It was the archetypal four-pointer. Joe Mercer's wife Nora had telephoned the club in midweek to inform them that Mercer, laid up in bed, was in no fit state to even train. After imploring the Mercers to be patient, Whitaker arranged for his captain to have penicillin injections in a successful bid to get him ready. The game attracted a league record crowd of 83,260 to Main Road. United engulfed Arsenal in a maelstrom of attacking football in the first few minutes. But from a corner, the ball ran to Lewis, who fired home through a game between the United defenders. Busby's men equalised, but Laurie Scott recalled, We dug in and escaped with a draw. I don't think I ever saw Joe Mercer shout as much as he did that afternoon. He'd grab your shirt and pull you around to keep you in place. We did our job at Main Road and never really looked back after that. The Gunners were able to celebrate in front of their own fans with the final game of the season at home to long since relegated Grimsby Town. It turned into an 8-0 goal fest with Rook plundering four 
He netted a record 33 league goals in 42 games that season. Dennis Compton scoring twice. And Alex Forbes and Logie rounding off proceedings. It gave Mercer an unexpected chance to score his first Arsenal goal. With the team awarded the penalty in the dying minutes, Mercer grabbed the ball as the crowd chanted, We want Joe! We want Joe! Jimmy Logie finally snatched the ball from Mercer to take it and score himself. Mercer simply shrugged at the crowd and ran back to his defensive position. The Highbury crowd insisted that the champions did two laps of honour before they disappeared off down the tunnel. There was a sense of post-war faded grandeur about Highbury with its now grubby east and west stands and Mercer and Rook, Arsenal's shabby chic duo, had successfully spearheaded the most unlikely of title charges. One hundred consecutive years in the top flight. Stat of the century. Every Premier League game we choose an iconic stat from our hundred years in the top flight and develop the detail behind it. Arsenal's highest finishing position is first, 13 times. The lowest position was 20th in 1924-25, which was one place above the relegation zone. Arsenal have recorded 43 top four finishes from the 92 seasons. Average finishing position over the past 100 years, 6.2. Arsenal's mode average is one most commonly occurring number. The only positions Arsenal have never finished in during those 100 years are 15th, 18th, 21st and 22nd. The median average is 5. Cover feature. 100 years in the top flight. The Arsenal programme. The past remastered. Season 1922-23. To commemorate the club spending 100 consecutive years in the top flight, every league programme this season will feature a cover adapted from an iconic design from the last 100 years. The hard copy of this communication shows two pages from the the match programme against Everton, the first one is our editorial note, and the second one is Teams for Today. This was the first Arsenal programme cover to feature a cannon. Design and content. Following the suspension of first-class football in 1915, Arsenal scaled down their programme from 16 pages to four. This was due to paper being in short supply during the First World War. Four pages were all that editor George Allison writing as the Gunners' mate, had to work with until the end of the 1924-25 season. Allison had taken over as editor from George Heritage when Woolwich Arsenal moved to Islington in 1913. Throughout the 1920s, he became renowned as the new medium of radio as a sports commentator, whilst also sitting on Arsenal's board of directors for seven years from 1927. He stepped down from this position in 1934, to succeed Herbert Chapman as manager, leading the Gunners to two league titles and an FA Cup triumph. The masthead design was introduced this season, and it is the first Arsenal programme cover to feature a cannon. You will notice that it faces to the right, similar to today's crest. 
It is also one of the biggest page size programs that the club has produced, measuring 19 centimeters by 25 centimeters, and was printed by Pagan Sons of Walham Green, who had done so since 1919 and continued to do so until the end of the 1948-49 season. There was an early change to the new design when the name of Major Sir Samuel Hill Wood was added to the list of directors in early October. The Hillwood name would remain continuously in the Arsenal programme from this point until June 2013 when Samuel's grandson, Peter, stepped down as chairman. George packed plenty into his four pages, including in the corresponding match against Everton on November the 11th, 1922, news about recent games played by the first team and the reserves. The directors bemoaning the team's bad luck when it came to injuries. It appears some things never change. And news of Burt White suffering from an attack of Quincy. But most fascinating was the continuing serialisation of director Charles Crisp's review of the summer tour to Sweden in which he managed to go into great detail of everything bar the matches played. Paying the price. Fans of the day had to pay just one penny, about 18 pence today, for the programme a figure which had not seen a rise since the club first started producing matchday programmes in 1890. What happened against Everton in 1922-1923? The system of producing the fixture list introduced after the First World War meant that teams generally played each other in consecutive matches. Everton had won the game at Goodison Park 1-0 the previous week, which had dragged Arsenal into the relegation zone and this return game saw the Gunners lose again, 2-1, despite Jock Rutherford returning to the team, which left them propping up the table. However, fortunes changed for Arsenal when Leslie Knighton pulled off a tactical masterstroke by moving left-back Bob Turnbull up to centre-forward. The Scots scored an amazing 16 goals in the next 14 games, which pulled the team clear of the relegation zone and eventually into a respectable mid-table finish. Quote of the century 100 consecutive years in the top flight Once a gunner, always a gunner That's how it is to anyone who has ever been part of the Arsenal setup. However far you may stray from London N5 The aura of Highbury is always with you and I, for one, get a tremendous thrill whenever I return there. December 26th, 1974 Joe Mercer, Arsenal captain, 1946-1955 The Visitors, Everton By Mike Hammond, Nick Brumsack a look at today's opposition, including the latest news from Goodison Park, historical info, loads of stats and some eclectic facts. It's been a mixed start to the 2018-19 season for Everton and their new manager Marco Silva. With six points from their opening five games, the Merseysiders were seated in mid-table coming into this weekend, but having remained unbeaten in their four Premier League matches before the international break, they suffered their first defeat last Sunday afternoon, going down 3-1 at Goodison Park 
against a West Ham side that had lost all of their opening four fixtures. Both of Everton's two away fixtures have finished 2-2, and in each case with one of their players red-carded before the interval. On the opening weekend, a double from new signing Richarlison earned a point against Wolves at Molyneux, where skipper Phil Jagielka received his marching orders on 40 minutes. It was at around the same time of the Toffees' visit to Bournemouth a fortnight later that Richarlison himself was sent off. At home, Everton have now won 1, 2-1 against Southampton, drawn 1, 1-1 versus Huddersfield, and lost 1. They have also defeated Rotherham United 3-1 at Goodison in the EFL Cup, earning themselves a home tie against Southampton, which is to take place not like all the other third-round ties this coming week, but because of a clash with Liverpool's home game in the same competition against Chelsea a week on Tuesday. That competition may be the best way to end a trophy drought that has lasted 23 years. The 2017-18 season was one of transition and turbulence for the Merseysiders. It began with Ronald Koeman in charge, but he was dismissed in October as the team struggled both in the Premier League and the Europa League. David Unsworth took on a caretaker remit for several weeks until Sam Allardyce was appointed in November. He steered Everton up to a final position of eighth, but that was not enough for a return to... Not enough for a return to... Big Sam's style of play did not gain rapturous approval from many Everton fans and he was shown the door at the end of the season with Marco Silva, who had been dismissed from Watford in January in part because of a reported unwarranted approach for his services from Everton, duly installed as the club's new manager for 2018-19 at the end of May. In addition to a new man in the dugout, Everton invested heavily over the summer forking out almost £90 million on new players, the most expensive of them, Richarlison from Watford, plus two defenders from Barcelona in French left-back Lucas Digne and Colombian centre-back Yeremina. Another Brazilian, Bernard, arrived on a free transfer, while loan deals have been struck for Kurt Zuma, Chelsea, and André Gomes, another from Barcelona. It all amounts to a squad that should be challenging for more than just a top half of the table finish. The breakdown, basics, formed 1878, former name, San Domingo Football Club, nickname the Toffees, stadium, Goodison Park, chairman, Bill Kenwright, record appearance maker, Neville Southall, 751, record goal scorer, Dixie Dean, 383. Welcome home. One name in particular will jump off the Everton team sheet this afternoon. Theo Walcott scored 106 goals for us during his 12 years in North London. Our former number 14 has netted twice for today's visitors so far this season, and he isn't the only ex-gunner in the Everton squad. Young goalkeeper Joe Virginia joined the Toffees from us this summer. Sliding doors moment. They may never have played alongside each other, but Henrik Mkhitaryan and Everton playmaker Bernard both count Shakhtar Donetsk among their former clubs. In fact, the money made from Mickey's transfer to Borussia Dortmund is said to have been used to sign Bernard from Atletico Mineiro. On target, 
Arsenal have scored more Premier League goals against Everton than any other opposition, 105, including a 7-0 win in 2005. Yeri Springer, Toffee's new boy Yeri Mina, scored more goals at this summer's World Cup than any other defender. The centre-half netted three times all headers, averaging a goal every 100 minutes. In fact, of players to score three goals or more at the tournament, only Denis Cheryshev, 76, Cristiano Ronaldo, 90, and Harry Kane, 96, had a better goal-to-minute ratio. History is onside. We're unbeaten in our last 24 home matches against Everton in all competitions, a run stretching back to January the 20th, 1996, when goals from Graham Stewart and Andrei Kanchelskis earned Joe Royal's side a 2-1 win at Highbury. Ian Wright scored our goal. Expect goals. The last four matches between today's teams have seen 20 goals scored, at an average of five per game. In fact, only one of the last 53 games between Arsenal and Everton have finished goalless, a Premier League stalemate here in April 2013. We scored 10 times against Everton last season, with our 5-1 home win particularly memorable for Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, who marked his debut by scoring his first Arsenal goal, Aaron Ramsey, who netted his first Arsenal hat-trick, and for Henrik Mkhitaryan, who provided three assists on his first start for us. Match Action Saturday, September 15, 2018 1500 hours St. James's Park, Premier League Attendance 52,165 Away fans 3,200 Newcastle United 1 Arsenal 2 Match Stats Total Shots Newcastle 6 Arsenal 12 Shots on Target Newcastle 2 Arsenal 2 Corners Newcastle 10 Arsenal 4 Offsides Newcastle 3 Arsenal 1 Fouls Newcastle 13 Arsenal 11 Possession Newcastle 36% Arsenal 64% Congratulations to Mesut Ozil for 200 appearances Referee Lee Probert Newcastle scorer Clark 90 plus 1 Arsenal scorers, Zaka, 49, Ozil, 58. Newcastle United team, number 1, Dubravka, number 22, Yedlin, number 6, Lascelles, substituted 46th minute, number 18, Fernandez, number 3, Dummett, number 11, Ritchie, substituted 79th minute, number 14, Hayden. Number 10, Diame. Number 7, Murphy, substitute 69th minute. Number 17, Perez. Number 21, Joselu. Substitutes. Number 2, Clark, 46th minute. Number 8, Shelby. Number 9, Rondon. Number 13, Muto, substitute 79th minute. Number 15, Kennedy. Substitute 69th minute. Number 19, Mankilo. Number 26, Darlow. Arsenal team. Number 1, Czech. Number 2, 
Bellerin. Number 5, Socrates. Number 20, Mustafi. Number 18, Montreal. Number 29, Gwenduzi. Substitute 46th minute. Number 29, Zaka. Number 10, Ozil. Number 8, Ramsey. Substitute 80th minute. Number 9, Lacazetta. Number 14, Aubameyang. Substitute 69th minute. Substitutes. Number 19, Leno. Number 12, Lichsteiner. Number 16, Holding. Number 4, Elneny. Number 11, Torreira. Substitute 46th minute. Number 7, Mikatarian. Substitute 69th minute. Number 23, Welbeck. Substitute 80th minute. First half. Unai Emery stuck with the same starting eleven that earned a victory at Cardiff before the international break. But they toiled in the first half against lowly Newcastle United. Newcastle had the first sight of goal. Jacob Murphy pounced on a slip by Shokran Mustafi, but Socrates Papastothopoulos got back quickly to snuff out the danger. Alexandre Lacazetti shot into the side netting at the other end while Aaron Ramsey sliced across over the bar, with Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang waiting in the middle. Second half, Lucas Torreira was introduced for the second half, and within five minutes Arsenal had the opener. Aubameyang was fouled 25 yards from goal, allowing Granit Xhaka to step up and curl a superb free kick into the top corner. Arsenal were dominant now, and doubled the lead through Mesut Ozil. The German was in the right place at the right time to tuck home a loose ball inside the area on his 200th appearance for the Gunners. Aubameyang nearly made it 3-0 as the visitors took over. Substitute Henrique Mkhitaryan had a shot blocked before Arsenal netted a late consolation. With the game in injury time, defender Kieran Clark headed home a right-wing cross from close range. But it was too little too late and the Gunners had made it three wins on the spin. 2. Arsenal have won consecutive Premier League away games for the first time since May 2017. 10. All 10 of Arsenal's Premier League goals this season, including own goals, have been scored by different players. 4. All four of Granit Xhaka's Premier League goals for Arsenal have been from outside the box. Arsenal women. Joe Montemura's side put nine past Lewis in the Continental Tiles Cup. Lewis ladies, zero. Arsenal, nine. Van der Donk, six. Mia Demmer, 21, 27, 60. McCabe, 26. Little, 37, 45, 68. Evans, 59. Arsenal, Payroad Mannion, Samuelson, Bloodworth, Quinn, 60, Mitchell, Walty, Little, Nobbs, Van der Donk, McCabe, Evans, Miedema, Mead, 60. Subs not used, Van Viendal, Williamson. Gunners record thumping win. We got off to a flying start thanks to Danielle van der Donk's composed finish from close range following some fine footwork from Kim Little on the left wing. Fifteen minutes later, Mia Demmer rounded Faye Baker and fired into an empty net, 
before Katie McCabe darted into the box and latched on to a drilled pass to make it three. Mia Demmer would then go on to grab her second of the afternoon. The Netherlands international evaded her marker before poking the ball past Baker with an instinctive finish inside the six-yard box. The pressure continued and less than a minute later, Van der Donk was back in the thick of the action. This time she twisted and turned inside the box to force a foul from her marker and the referee was left with no other choice than to point to the spot. Little stepped up and made no mistake, converting from 12 yards. It looked as if the scoring had come to a close in the first half, but with less than a minute remaining, Mia Demmer was dragged down inside the box and the referee pointed to the spot again. Baker was rooted to the spot as Little found the top corner with a thumping finish. Lewis displayed greater defensive organisation early in the second half, but we eventually found an opening on the hour mark through Lisa Evans, who coolly finished following an inch-perfect pass by Mia Demmer, and less than a minute later, Mia Demmer claimed her second hat-trick in the space of a week. Our 22-year-old forward wriggled free of her marker on the edge of the box before a firing past Baker with her left foot. Inspired by Mia Demmer, Little then went on to record her own hat-trick less than eight minutes later. Jordan Nobbs teed up our captain from a free kick after being fouled on the edge of the box and her first-time effort rounded off the scoring at the dripping pan. Joe's Joy. Arsenal manager Joe Montemoro was understandably delighted after his team had recorded such an emphatic victory to go top of Group D in the competition. I think it was important that we got the result, but more importantly we played at a tempo that would give us enough rest and recovery to prepare for three games in a week, said Joe after the comfortable win. We have Yeovil and West Ham later in the week, and everyone got through at a good tempo, so we're able to hopefully recover everyone for the next game. And after an impressive opening three games of the season, winning each match, Joe knows what it takes to maintain the momentum. It's all about standards, he says. And we want to make sure that we're the team that's feared, and we're going into every game knowing that we're going to play a good brand of football, but also make sure that we come away playing the Arsenal style. Numerous Arsenal players have started the season well, but when two players get hat-tricks in a game, they are worthy of special mention. They're two world-class players, Vivian Miedema and Kim Little, and two players that were very privileged to have at Arsenal. Their great work during pre-season is now starting to show, concluded Joe. Next game in the competition. Arsenal now don't play in the Continental Tires Cup until they take on Charlton at Meadow Park on Thursday, December the 6th, 7.30pm kickoff. The Gunners are already well-placed to finish in the top two and qualify for the quarter-finals of the competition. Life at the top. 100 consecutive years in the top flight. Bernd Leno. Arsenal have spent 100 years at the very highest level of league football in this country. But how did our players scale the heights to get to the top of their profession? We find out. When and where did you start playing football? It was when I was six years old in the small town of Beitigheim Bissingen, which is where I grew up in the south of Germany, near Stuttgart. I lived there with my brother, mother and father. 50,000 people live there. I still have many friends there and my family still live there. I think after my career, I'll come back to that small town again. <laughs> 
I can remember every game I played there, and I still go and play football there with my friends on holidays. It's my favourite football field in the world. What was the pitch like? The pitch is so bad. I think that's normal for a town, that the pitch is really bad. But with friends it doesn't matter how the pitch is. It's just fun to be with friends, to play football with them and enjoy the time. Football was very important for my brother and me. It was our life and we always wanted to play football and to have the ball next to us. Now it's still my life and I really enjoy it. Were you always a goalkeeper? First I was a midfielder, but when I was seven, our goalkeeper didn't come to the tournament. The coach asked who wanted to be goalkeeper. I said I want to try and it was very good. Then my parents bought me some gloves and I never wanted to leave the gold. What was your first club? SV Germania Beitgidkeim. It was the club where I was born and I still have friends that play there. Many friends played there as well and my brother played for the older age group because he's three years older than me. I still know some coaches because they are still there 15 years on. Maybe if they want me, I will become the manager. I think maybe at the end of my career, I can play there again. I will never forget it. You moved from there to Stuttgart. Yes, it was an easy decision, because it was a dream to play for a youth team of a professional club. There was a big day with 100 or 200 young players who wanted to move to Stuttgart, and at the end there were just five or six places selected, and I was very happy that I was one of those players. Which players or coaches at Stuttgart helped you to develop? Of course, during my youth time, Jens Lehmann and Timo Hildebrand were there, and I think they were the best goalkeepers at this time. I enjoyed training with Jens Lehmann because he was very good, very experienced, and he gave me many tips to improve. I liked him. And what was your next club? Next I moved to Bayer Leverkusen. And it was very exciting for me because I moved from the second team of Stuttgart to the first team of Leverkusen. Three or four days after moving to Leverkusen, I played my first Bundesliga game and after three weeks, I played my first Champions League game against Chelsea. First of all, I was on loan and after three or four months, they bought me and I signed a five-year contract. Everything was new and I was living my dream. I played seven years for Bayer Leverkusen. What was the step up from the second division to Leverkusen like? It was very hard. They had much more quality, many fans and more pressure. But I did a good job from the beginning. So that was very important for my self-confidence because the head is very important for the goalkeeper. It was a good start, so it was much easier for me. What were your highlights there? The first Bundesliga game was a big day for me and the first Champions League game but I think the whole time was exciting and very good. I never want to forget that time. What did you feel when you know Arsenal were interested? When I heard Arsenal were interested in me I was very excited and very nervous because Arsenal is a big club with big history and great fans and of course the Premier League is very exciting as well. I talked to Musti and Mesut and they both told me about the club. I talked to my brother, my parents and my girlfriend and they were all excited. Of course it was clear that I had to sign for Arsenal.
Match action. Arsenal versus Vorskla Poltava. Thursday, September the 20th, 2018. 20 hundred hours. Emirates Stadium. Europa League. Attendance, 59,039. Arsenal, 4. Vorskla Poltava, 2. The photograph under the scoreline has the caption, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang opens the scoring from a relaxed position. The referee was Bart Vertenden. Arsenal scorers, Aubameyang in the 32nd and 56th minutes, Welbeck in the 48th and Ozil in the 74th. For FC Vorskla, Chesnakov in the 76th minute and Sharpa in the 90th. Unai Emery recorded his 32nd victory in the Europa League on Thursday, the most of any manager in the competition's history. First half. The opening half took some time to get going, but when it did, it was worth the wait as we took the lead with a thrilling counter-attack led by Henrik Mkhitaryan. The Armenia international fed Alexey Wobi and his ball across the face of the Vorskler defence to the onrushing Pierre-Americ Aubameyang was well weighted for the striker to hit first time into the far corner. Iwabi and Mkhitaryan were increasingly influential and they combined nicely before the half was out as the latter struck a stinging shot that Vorskler goalkeeper Burden Schusk palmed over the bar. Aubameyang also hit the post before the interval. Second half. It didn't take long to extend our advantage after the restart, as Danny Welbeck headed in from a Mkhitaryan cross. Welbeck nearly added another moments later after good work from Aubameyang, before the Gabon international volleyed over the bar as we continued to turn the screw. But Aubameyang was not to be denied, and moments before he was substituted, he combined well with the excellent Mkhitaryan, and curled the ball beyond Schust into the bottom corner. Mesut Ozil off the bench to replace Ober added a fourth after reacting quickest to poke home Stefan Lichsteiner's ball to the far post, and while the visitors pulled a couple of goals back near the end, they were nothing more than consolations. Playing for Arsenal were 19 Leno, 12 Lichsteiner, 16 Holding, 5 Socrates, 18. Monreal, 4. Elneny, 11. Torreira, substituted in the 57th minute, 7. Mkhitaryan, 23. Welbeck, 17. Iwobi, substituted in the 70th minute, and 14. Aubameyang, substituted in the 57th minute. Substitutes were 26. Martinez, 2. Bellerin, 29. Ganduzi, who came on in the 57th minute, 55. Smith-Rowe, who came on in the 70th minute, 10. Ozil, who came on in the 57th minute, 9. Lacazette, 49. Unkitia. For FC Vorskler, 1. Schust, 4. Perduta, 10. Kulak, who was substituted in the 75th minute, 11. Sharpar, 17. Chesnikov, 26. Kolomowicz, 29. Kravchenko, who was substituted in the 70th minute. 30. Kubakit, who was substituted in the 77th minute. 44. Daliku. 66. Artur. 82. Rebenok. Substitutes were 21. Kerchenko. 3. Djurgats. 
6. Sklia, who came on in the 70th minute. 9. Zerichuk, who came on in the 77th minute. 13. Misic. 14. Karecha, who came on in the 75th minute. and 40. Sarkiv. Match stats for Arsenal. Total shots 15, shots on target 5, corners 7, offsides 1, fouls 12, possession 62%. For Vorskler, total shots 7, shots on target 3, corners 1, offsides 2, fouls 8, possession 38, possession 30, some figures 12. Pierre-Americo Bermeyang has been involved in 12 goals in 10 appearances in all competitions for Arsenal at Emirates. 9 goals. Three assists. 858. Debutant Bernd Leno became the 858th player in our history. Emil Smith Rowe later became number 859. 100. Rob Holding was the only player in the game to record three figures in terms of distribution, making exactly 100 passes in the match. The action in other photographs. The captions read clockwise from top left. Rob Holding was dominant at the back. Emil Smith-Rowe impressed on his debut. It was a fairly quiet night for Bernd Leno as he too broke his duck for the Gunners. Ober guides home his second and Arsenal's third. Mesut Ozil celebrates a second goal in two games. Danny Welbeck nods in the second and a successive goal at Emirates for the forward. Foundations of this club's success. The Arsenal Foundation and the partners and initiatives it supports have touched the lives of a great number of people in a variety of ways. The Arsenal Foundation has helped fund Islington Play Association's Towers at Toffee Park project. Wendy Jeeves from the organisers tells us all about it. My story. Arsenal have taken a leading role in helping local children to get out and play which is essential for their healthy development and well-being. The Foundation has previously provided funding for our annual Play Day event, but we also had a more permanent project in mind for the Toffee Park Adventure Playground, near Old Street Roundabout in Islington. The aim of the project was very clear, to get children at the playground thinking about what play structures they wanted on the site and to give them the chance to build something themselves. That has become a tradition at Adventure Playgrounds and is a key part of what we wanted to do in Toffee Park. After a successful consultation period in which children shared their many ideas through drawing and model making, it was decided that swings and a climbing structure, tree houses and go-karts were the most popular suggestions. So the next job was to build them. An external contractor worked with staff to build the complicated swing and climbing structure. This involved heavy lifting and working at heights, and staff learned important new skills that they would use later on to support the children with their own contributions to the building work. We bought the materials and then staff worked with children, firstly to get used to using tools and then to build a treehouse. Children were involved in the whole process, from digging holes for the upright poles to go into the ground to building the treehouse itself. They thoroughly enjoyed working together and were excited about using the tools, as any child would be. The treehouse continually changes with the children's play, sometimes becoming a lookout tower 
and other times a living room or a base for a game. It's an incredibly versatile thing. The children have since built a second treehouse using the materials this project provided. We aim to continue to develop the site based on the interests and ideas the children have and will use their experience and skills to do so. The children were really happy to know that Arsenal supported their playground. If it weren't for the foundation making this contribution, the only connection children would have with the club is football. It's great that Arsenal value and understand the importance of great quality play experiences for children in Islington. For more info, visit islingtonplay.org.uk The Arsenal Foundation Registered Charity Number 1145668 Teams For Arsenal Head coach Unai Emery Red shirts with white sleeves, white shorts and red and white socks 1. Petra Cech, goalkeeper. 2. Hector Bellerin. 4. Mohamed Elneny. 5. Socrates Papastathopoulos. 6. Laurent Koscielny. 7. Henrik Mikatarian. 8. Aaron Ramsey. 9. Alexandre Lacazette. 10. Monsieur Terzel. 11. Lukas Torreira. 12. Stephen Lichsteiner. 14. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang 15. Ainsley Maitland-Niles 16. Rob Holding 17. Alexei Wobi 18. Nacho Monreal 19. Bernd Leno, goalkeeper 20. Schroeder Mustafi 23. Danny Welbeck 25. Carl Jenkinson 26. Emiliano Martinez, goalkeeper 27. Konstantinos Mavrapanos, 29. Matur Gunduzi, 31. Seat Kolasinak, 34. Granit Xhaka. For Everton, manager Marco Silva, blank shirts, shorts and socks. 1. Jordan Pickford, goalkeeper. 2. Mason Holgate, 3. Leighton Baines, 4. Michael Keane, 5. Kurt Zuma, 6. Phil Jagielka, 8. Andre Gomez, ten Gilfie Sigurdsson, eleven Theo Walcott, twelve Lukas Digny, thirteen Yerimina, fourteen Chenk Torson, sixteen James McCarthy, seventeen Idrissa Gouye, eighteen Morgan Schneiderlin, nineteen Umar Nias, twenty Bernard, twenty-two Martin Stackelenberg, goalkeeper. 23. Seamus Coleman 26. Tom Davis 28. Kieran Dowell 29. Dominic Calvert-Lewin 30. Richarlison 31. Adamola Lukman 33. Joao Virginia, goalkeeper 34. Benny Badingime 35. Tias Browning 41. Matthias Hewlett, goalkeeper 43. John Joe Kenny Officials, referee Jonathan Moss, assistant referees, Lee Betts, Harry Leonard. Fourth official, Roger East. Fixtures, today's other fixture, West Ham United versus Chelsea at 1.30pm. The Arsenal Foundation, helping young people fulfil their potential through education and sport.
Acronis. Backup. Cyber protection for your data. Keep your data safe with the most secure backup. www.acronis.com Future. Forever faster. Humor. Premier League. Official Premier League app. Manage your fantasy team and receive the latest Premier League updates. Free to download. Download on the App Store. Get it on Google Play. Available at Amazon. The Gunners are green. Emirates Stadium is powered by 100% green electricity from Octopus Energy. Now you can get the same power for your home. Switch today to cheaper, greener energy with exclusive Arsenal prize drawers every month. Find out more online at afc.octopus.energy. Switching takes just two minutes. Octopus Energy. Arsenal official energy partner. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 